behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix It Radio. And it is that time. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Jeff Kitty. This is a live show on April, April the 22nd. Yes, it's a little snowy outside this morning, so if you're listening to this as a replay at this morning, yes, we have a, I don't know, it depends on where you're measuring on the grass, inch or two, some parts of the pavement have some uh, snow that has stuck to it. Uh, yes, I'm back from vacation, so uh, thanks to the guys that filled in while I was gone as well, Dennis and the crew, last weekend. I appreciate that very much. Jeff Kitty with me today, Larry Unger, of course, answering phones, Charlie Grimes, our engineer, if you've got a question or comment, anything to do with around the house Items, call yep. us. We're here. It's that time of year. It is that time. Yeah, well, I was, Not I was today, actually but... planning on talking about irrigation startups and things like that, but I think I'll push that off to next week because I doubt anybody will be out over the weekend or even this week doing much of that, so I'll postpone that till next week. If you have a question, though, 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. Don't forget, you can text us a question as well, 307 307- 200 So feel free to text us a question as well if you want to. But uh, how's Jeff this morning? Good. It's no 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 issues coming down? Uh, yeah, they're stupid uh, people uh, alert. Uh, they're out today, folks. Yes. There's yes. Four wrecks on 25 as I was coming from. They, I had to actually get off of I-70 on my way to the station this morning because of uh, must have been a bad wreck somewhere along the uh, I-70 from the 270 interchange east, somewhere in that section between there and 225. Something must have happened because it had me jump off and go somewhere else. So it's just people not paying attention. I, and I just yeah, I don't get it. Anyways, uh, it, yes, it is a live show today, April the 22nd, yep. and uh, it has snowed, and <clears throat> I have. I have no uh, explanation for why there's accidents with just such a little bit of snow on the pavement, other than maybe it's deceiving for some. I it, don't know. I, I wonder if it's people that are just getting their license. I don't know. Because they waited till they were I don't 18, know. 20, Good something. question. I, I wish I knew the answer to that, Jeff. I, I don't know why that is the way it is. I wish I did. But, again, yep. questions for us, let us know. We'll talk more about the driving side of things, of course, and drive radio here at All Us Live. But you can still ask a question on Tuesday if you'd like, 307-200-8222. Steve, what's going on this morning? Good morning, sir. John, how are you? On a I'm great. Chat? How are you? Good. I hope you had a good vacation. I did. Had some good restorative rest. I did. Thank you very much, sir. Well, anyway, since you are pretty much your target audience is people who actually own homes. Right. I wanted your thoughts on these cotton-picking fiber companies that come in and drill, dig, and destroy, sprinkler lines, sod, da 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 And here's, here's the deal. These guys are not utilities by any stretch of the imagination, but they have weaseled their way in by branding themselves as a pseudo-utility mm-hmm. so that they can uh, pay six figures to a city to go in and dig and drill and destroy, but they're not utilities. The utilities, as you know, 
by code are like water, right? Power, right? Etc. So anyway, I've and they and they have their own. You know, you know, an XL Energy, for example, will have an easement, and those are easements that typically have either been negotiated with developers at the time. Things right. were being developed, right. or in some cases, they've paid for that easement, Steve, as you know, over the years, depending upon the circumstances. And you're right. In fact, the, you know, the, the quasi-utilities, the cable companies, if you would, they will even tell you that, well, we're not really allowed in that quote-unquote easement. And they know that they're sort of skirting the rules at times. To, and you, you're bringing up a great point, because these guys sort of get by with things they shouldn't be able to get by with. Well, anyway, here, here's the – I know we're in a rush to the next commercial. But these guys are not only digging up individual pieces of property, they're digging up the street, increasing potholes exponentially. They don't come back and fix them. True. And I've had to go back to corporate, I mentioned that, in trying to deal with these guys. And between you and me, I don't think in any way you can rebrand yourself as a utility and use the three, or excuse me, use the utility easements to start tearing up people's property. You bring up a Maybe great I'm point. Maybe I'm being an old on this. You do. You bring but, up a great point. Because these these things are not utilities. I don't care if it's fiber, cable. It's like if you want a hell of a bed, fine. If you want an in-ground pool, go for it. But anyway, my conversation with one of the senior people who mentioned it back at corporate, this gal Kelly Parker, she agreed with him on, on many, many items, and I was kind of surprised about that. I said from a security standpoint, these subcontractors, they need to have ID on their trucks. Yep. They need to have ID badges. Yep. And she goes, absolutely. I said, well, it's not happening. So, anyway, you're going to... And by the way, Steve, it's not just with that particular company you're talking about. No. That's with all no. of them, of no. what you just said. Well, I just think it's wrong. I agree. And, and you know me, I, I'm going to address it. I agree. And furthermore, if, if you have a corner lot like I do, you're going to have the junction box and a bunch of other stuff. Yep. And here you go. Junction box is for distribution down the block. And my position is... Hey, you didn't ask me. You just came in and started drilling. Yeah, they should be. They actually, truthfully, if it's not, if they don't have an easement for that, they should be paying you for that. Yep. Well, that's my next point. Yep. Uh, Properties I have that the uh, cell phone companies come in and said, first of all, they talk to you and they go, "Here's what we'd like you to do." And I go, "Okay." And I said, "How much you want to pay money?" Sometimes it's fifteen hundred months. Sometimes it's two thousand or money. And I feel kind of the same way that if I'm the junction box for fiber, first of all, you guys didn't talk to me. But second of all, you're going to take it out if we don't reach some agreement right. that you can use that junction box for X dollars agree. a month. Because yep. I'm, ty- I'm, I'm just I tired agree. of this stuff. I agree with you 100%. And the problem, Steve, is there's so many homeowners out there that don't understand what we're talking about, that what the cable companies will do specifically is they'll come in and sell the customer on, oh, we're providing this, that, and the other, and you're going to get this, that, and this out of it, and you know, sign here, basically. And what they're signing is, yeah, we're going to put that junction box in your backyard. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, let's back up. I didn't sign anything. They just did it. And that's another that's part even worse. So what I've told this gal at corporate is I said, here's the deal. And this happened. I've been trying to play nice for seven months. But about a couple weeks ago, I'm trying to get out of the driveway to go prep the bird for a flight, and there's this big mound of dirt and concrete. I can't get on my driveway. Yep. And that's kind of when I put. Yep. Good for you. Thing I said, this has got to be Good done for you. better. No, that's a, that's a great. You know, that's a big awareness thing, Steve. I appreciate that because we've never really talked about that on this program ever, and that that is something people need to be you know need to pay attention to. That if they are not a actual utility with an easement, you technically don't even have to let them on your property, Steve. Precisely. Well, I agree with that, and you, being a master 
uh, insightful intelligence. I wanted to see if you agreed, and you yeah, do. You're 100. percent no, you're you're like, spot on. No, I, I, I in fact, I, that's I, something I, I, that I, I, I will I, do more research on, and we'll bring that topic back. That's a good topic, Steve. I've tried to make myself available to these people, like you said, who know nothing about this and are basically clueless yep. sheep yep. on what to do when something happens. That's right. So I cruise, I cruise the neighborhood, make some notes on the corner lots. I leave a note. If you've got problems with getting this thing fixed, call me. Good. I'll put you in the right Good route for you. No, yep. I'll do some more research hey, on that. And we'll, no, appreciate it, Stephen. We'll talk about that in the future. That's a great topic, by the way, because that happens more than, than he, I, I think most folks would ever know. Joe, what's up? John, I was going to call about... Uh, I think we have more snow today than you've had all year in Jersey, Joe. John, ask me how many times I used my uh, snowblower this winter. I already know the answer. None. Zero. None. Took me it took me an hour to put it on last fall, and it took me an hour to take it Unreal. off. Unreal. the mower deck last weekend. No, I'm looking out, and we you know we don't have much on the pavement, Joe. But we got you know inch inch and a half on the grass. I've had to mow my lawn twice so far this spring. Uh, I you know I don't think anybody yet, unless they're just doing it to dethatch or something along those lines. I don't think anybody has yet here because it's not green yet. No. No, it doesn't. It is so freaking green. The trees are in blue, and the pollen counts. Yeah, are in yeah I've got trees normally that have bloomed, and the blossoms have typically fallen off by now. They're not even in bloom yet, Joe. <laughs> My goodness, it's, it's tri- By the way, it was it hit ninety two here last week. Wow, ninety two. Wow. Now wow. today it's only going to be seventy two, but we had summer. I had seventy two is perfect, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, seventy two is perfect. So. Uh, I'm wrong with that. Turn, did have to turn on the AC in April. It, it broke wow. my heart. Yeah, and here, as you know, I mean, we, I don't think anybody's even thought about eight. Well, we had one week where, you know, four days or so, it was about 80 degrees. But other than that, it's it's been in the 50s or below. Yep. <laughs> God. Anyway. And as we I, speak, I, it's 26, Joe. 26. 26. And I'm here in a golf shirt with the windows <laughs> open. <laughs> but, hey, Joe, you know, it's that climate change and global warming that we're now experiencing here. You got it. It's, it's just killing you that the climate change is killing you. <laughs> Anyways. I originally called to tell you about something I learned about a pop-up drain. I didn't think there was anything I could learn, but your previous call got me thinking, have you or any of your listeners or your, your clients gotten one of these solicitations to switch to clean electricity? Um, I've gotten a little bit of info every now and again from XL Energy, but I've, I've not had anything where it's specifically asking to switch, no. All right, because I've gotten twice now a solicitation from a company um, that is offering to sell me, quote, clean electricity from renewable sources. Wow. Uh, you know, so they, apparently they own How can they farm. make that claim? Well, they apparently own and operate wind farms and solar farms, and they're offering to sell me electricity generated from those renewable sources. Now, they're going to use the, 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 my existing utilities company's transmission lines, transformers, and meters. So now electricity, for those who don't know it, electricity is just electrons, you know, that they right. push electrons through a wall. Going out of pipe. Going, it's electrons. So my question to them, I literally wrote this back to them. They said, uh, so I have to, I, you know, so, uh, so my que- I have some questions regarding your, and they wanted to charge me a premium, by the way. Of course. Clean, clean. So my questions then were, number one, do you provide a special electric meter that only permits electrons generated by your wind turbines? Good question. To enter my home. Yeah, what, what so, electrons are you selling me would be my question. Right. And so do, you, so do you have a special meter that only permits your electricity to generate my home? If so, how does it distinguish between the electrons flowing in the wires that were generated by JCP&L, which is my local power company? Uh, which is probably coal. It, it is absolutely coal. Okay. From your clean electrons. Question two, 
if no such filtering meters exist, doesn't that mean that my neighbors who don't sign up for your premium clean energy service will be getting some of your clean energy electrons at no additional cost every time they turn on an electric light or TV? If so, how is that fair to me? Question three, do you have a massive bank of batteries capable of storing 24 to 72 hours worth of wind and solar generated power? And if not, where will the clean power you are offering to sell me come from during prolonged periods when there is insufficient or no wind and sunshine Mm, available? Good question to generate that clean energy you're offering to sell me. If that energy is going to be purchased from non-clean providers, <clears throat> would I get a reduction on my monthly bill from you whenever mm-hmm. that dirty dirty energy is yeah. being supplied to my home instead of the more expensive clean energy that you're offering to sell me at a premium? Great question. I haven't, those are three Probably questions. crickets, right? Crickets, nothing. Yeah. Get a word back. Well, okay, and for everybody listening, I want to make sure that we're explaining this too to folks. What these people, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, but essentially what these people are doing is essentially selling you that quote unquote clean energy at a premium that they would not get by just injecting it into the grid. So they're trying to pre sell, if you would, that electricity at a higher rate to you. Am I saying that correctly? Absolutely 100% correct. And John, here's the analogy. So let's assume that, you know, you're, you're in the city water supply, you know, and the city has, you know, 12 inch water mains running down your street. Yep. And, and, this, and this company has a, their own little proprietary well somewhere that is producing 5% of the total water supply. They inge- they're saying, hey, we're going to inject our little amount of spring water into the city water main, and we want you to pay a premium for that spring water that we're mixing in with the city's water. <laughs> John, yep. it's, the same, it's the same water. Yes, and, and again, all they're trying to do is really, in a way, Joe, cover their backside. They're getting more money out of you paying it directly as a retail customer versus them selling it to, in your case, who's your energy provider? Uh, uh, Jersey, Central, Jersey Central Power and Light. Okay, so instead of sending it to Jersey Central, they're going to sell it to you directly. That's all. That's the only right, difference. Right, because then if I don't buy it, they're going to have to wholesale it to JCPN. That's right, that's right. right. Because yeah. as we okay. all know, it can't be stored. Right, so it's basically a tax on stupid people. Yeah, and really quick, Joe, I think that's something we've got a minute or two here, and I think it's important to say, and John and Cheyenne, I think you've got probably a, a follow-up on this, but, but folks don't understand there is no power storage for AC power at all, period. Correct. None. It's uh, not exists. It's one of the th- confusing, uh, confusing points, Joe, really quick. I know this is a kind of a drive radio topic as well, but it goes along with all of what we're talking about. It's one of the confusing things folks don't understand when it comes to EVs. A lot of folks out there, trust me when I say this, think that an EV is an AC-driven car. It is not. You cannot store any type of AC electricity, period. Correct. Only DC can be stored in a battery. So. And, and that's where it gets really confusing for folks. Well, A, I'm not sure some folks understand the differences, and there is vast differences between the two, as you know. But folks don't understand that. So when they've got power companies like what you're talking about running around trying to sell them this, quote, unquote, clean energy, all the questions you asked are pertinent. We should all be asking because, you know, really bottom line is when it's dark out or when the wind's not blowing, how are you storing the electricity I'm buying? Exactly. No, they, they, they obviously they are, John, and they're just and they're going to have to buy power from somebody else, and they're going to charge me a premium for the dirty power they're Correct. buying from somebody else. Correct. So, hey, I, I know you got John on hold, but that wasn't my that wasn't reason. My, my no, go ahead. You're point. fine. We got time. Go ahead. All right. So you know these new pop up drains you can buy these fancy. You know, in, in, instead of a plunger yep. to close your sink drain, you, you push it. Yep. 
But well, I learned something. You know, so my wife had me install these and all the sinks were moved in the house. Anyway, she had one that was running slow, and she got some of this liquid plumber, and she poured it down, and, you know, and it, it didn't, didn't clear it. So she said, oh, you need to take the U-trap off and, you know, do all the rest. So I'm looking. So I learned. I didn't, I didn't realize this. So I went and I unscrewed the, the stopper mechanism, and I discovered something. On those pop-ups, there is no central throat where the water drains. What they have is around the perimeter of the, uh, mm-hmm. of the uh, base, there's uh, five little rectangular slots. Really, really. Well, kind of creates slots. a waterfall effect in a way. And what had happened, you know, with these you know, women have these eyebrow pencils. Yep. And they put and they, a little they pencil fill up those little slots. And they fill up those little slots. Yep. <laughs> and so if you put liquid plumber, it's not going to. Nope. It's going to bypass those. And really quick, too, for all of you listening, this is really a great point as well. I've mentioned this maybe a little bit in the past. If you are on septic, never, ever, ever use liquid plumber. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Never. It'll it'll kill the good bacteria. That's right. That's right. So if you're on septic, that is a name you just don't use, period, no matter what. Right. So anyway, so if you have a pop-up drain, um, well, first of all, and if you're on septic, you're right, don't use liquid plumber to start with. And even if you're not on septic, Liquid plumber is not going to fix nope. it because what's, what's plugging is not the U-trap. It's these little tiny, and the, these things aren't much wider than a toothpick. Uh, I mean, that's how tiny, and there's like four or five of them around the periphery of yep. the of the of the base. Yep. And you just unscrew that central plug, you know, and take a take a toothpick or an old toothbrush and just wipe the crud out of those little rectangular slots. Yeah, it's going to build up over time, as you know. Right. So that's the only way to clean a pop-up drain. Gotcha. Good. Good is, advice. Good advice. Anyway, that was my contribution. I oh, appreciate today. it, Joe. No, good advice. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. John and Cheyenne, Steve, you guys hang tight. We'll come right back. This is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3-2-1 buy-down or refinance and pay less interest to own your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And MLS 298-191, regulated by DOOR. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. 
calibrations. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. Winter is nearing its end, but the threats to your roof's integrity are not. Warmer temperatures mean melting snow and spring rains. Don't wait until there's water inside your home to act. Be proactive today by calling Roof Savers Colorado. Here at Roof Savers, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement without compromising the performance of your roof. This 100% plant-based product gives you the new roof performance without new roof costs. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. Call today to schedule your free roof inspection. Call us at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com today to ensure your roof can keep unwanted leaks away. All right, we are back. Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Jeff Kitty, John, and Cheyenne, you're next. Go ahead, John. Well, I'm on the road heading to Denver. So oh, good I, luck. I shouldn't say I was in. No, I'm, I'm just, I just went under E-470 by Thornton. Oh, okay. And so far, so good. It'll be all right. And, and, um, and it's warm. You know, it's yeah. been uh, long enough now. I mean, we've warmed up a few degrees. It's, it's, you're, you'll be all right. Yeah. You don't have any issues. Well, when it, just to let you know that it's still winter in Wyoming. I got up this morning. We had about four inches on the ground, and it was 15 degrees. Uh-huh. And it's almost so May. still winter. A week from May, John. Yeah, well, we have, in Wyoming, nobody changes out to their summer tires till Mother's Day. Which is probably a good idea. We have had, in the, last, in the last 10 years, we have had like seven Mother's Days where we've had between 6 yep. and 18 inches of snow. Yep. So, yep. why fact. would you think of it? But I wanted to comment on what Jeff and you were talking about right at the top of the show. I just passed between Wellington and going on the E-470, I passed like 10 vehicles that were wrecked either in the center median or on the side with the yellow tape around them. And I can't, and why, John? Why? Well, here's what I noticed between every time somebody's driving stupidly, they're looking at their cell phone. Yeah, okay. When you pass them. Yeah, there's a good explanation. 
the biggest cause because they're checking a text or yeah. listening. You know, I'm I'm on a hands-free device talking right. to you, right? And I got my eyes on the road, just the same as if my wife was sitting next to me. We were having a conversation while we're driving. But these people, they they text and drive or they email and drive, but it's just insane. But what Joe was saying is absolutely correct. When these people, these utilities and Colorado's got that 30% renewable by 30, um, right. by 2030. Right. I think they, you know. Right. You know how they're going to scam that is they, one of the things I found out from a friend is every uh, solar or wind system that's put on a residential property requires a production meter to mm-hmm. measure what's actually coming out of it. And that is sent to the state, so they can add that in. Oh, my word. So when you say scam, it really is going to be a scam. It is a scam. Yep. Now, you know, if you want to put solar in, and I'll tell this to anybody from my old days in the utility industry, if you want to put solar in, you're not going to save any money. Because you are not saving, and I'll argue with your sponsor who used to do solar for you, you are not saving a dime until you've completely paid for that system. True. Mm-hmm. No, that's a true statement. That's a very true statement, John. Very, very much so. Yes. So, if you, and if you can then, afford to get yeah. it paid for faster, then, then you, then of course then you may, you, you know, you're, you're going to be saving some. Now, the only other caveat to that would be if rates continue to increase as they have, and you're getting that done yes, today, you may save money that way. But that, that's a gamble. Oh yeah. Now, personally, uh, John, I, I don't said, see the rates going down yeah. any with what you just said a moment no. ago about the mandates. No, because do you know that utilities now don't even think about building a new coal plant? Yeah, not going to happen. Because no. they would never yeah. get started. Not going to happen. That's they, right. They won't sign off on it. You know, you, there's too many hoops. To, and coal's still the cheapest. I mean, I laugh when people say, well, we're getting rid of coal. And all I have to do is look at UP's main line or Burlington Northern's main line, and every other train that goes by is on southbound is a full coal train coming out of uh, the Gillette area. Right. Mm-hmm. Or going northbound, it's an empty coal train to go get filled. And I saw one, it, it took six engines to move this coal wow. train. Wow. They had three in the front, one in the middle, and two in the back. Wow. And all it was was coal, about a mile and a half long. Wow. So you tell me we're not using coal. Right, right. Great one. Yes. Other trick, real quick, I know you got somebody else on hold. I had an old plumber tell me this when I first bought my first house. He said, before you put anything in a stopped-up drain, take a pot, like a a kettle full of boiling water, Mm -hmm. and pour it down that drain. And 80% of the time, it'll break up the clog. It's just like soap and gel and toothpaste and hair. And if you soften that, it'll push it down. Second thing I bought, like, when I bought my first house, do you know what a zip it is? Oh, yeah. Uh, if you don't have one of They're those, great. at least one of those under your sink. You need, yeah, in fact, you, I, you ought to have two or three of those around the house because they're, yeah. they're a dream. Uh, and then the last thing is this old plumber said, he goes, you know how you have the stopper that attaches? I lost you, John. Are you there? Uh, Go ahead. Do you have the yeah, stopper that what? Then you, then you stopped. Okay, the, the stopper that attaches to the rod under the sink. Right. He told me, take that stopper out and look at it, and there's a line halfway across that hole. Cut it right there 
so you could just lift the stopper out. But as long as you put it back down on the rod, oh, that's a good idea. On. Oh, great idea! So you can take the so stopper in and out easier. You got a slow, yeah. If you got a slow drain, you just lift it out, yeah, and you can take that zip it, yeah, run it down. Great that's idea. Go to the P trap, yep. And ninety percent of the times, if I got a slow drain in the house, it's my wife's hair. Oh yeah, and gelatin. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's typical. <laughs> I I have. I have so little left on my head that it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, if you've got, if, yeah, and it, same even for, for men, if you've got, you know, yep. any kind of hair, that's, it, it, there's a certain amount going down the drain no matter what you do. Yep. But, and then, you, like you said, I had a guy, a guy that pumps my septic, and he said never use regular bleach in the house. He goes, if anything, Use um, like uh, OxyClean, which is hydro. It's not as bad mm-hmm. on killing the bacteria. Right. Mm-hmm. But the other thing he told me is never use Ridex. Oh or yeah, any of those products. Yeah, yeah. They say that. He yeah. That the, yep. He said the best thing to do on your septic if you have a problem with it, just flush a packet of Baker's yeast because that's enough bacteria to realize. It'll just start it going again without yeah. over. Yeah. yeah. So. John, I got to call you back during drive radio. Okay. I got one that's a little too far. All right, that'll All right, work. Have a good one. That'll work, John. Okay. Appreciate it very much. Let's go to Steve in the Springs. Go ahead, Steve. Good morning again. In what may be, you last two callers rang my chimes on this. In what may be a Halloween moment, depending on how it pans out, there is a solar project out on the California and Nevada border that allows you to instantly produce electricity when wind don't blow, sun don't shine at night. And it's kind of cool. It uses these parabolic reflectors that actually track the sun with motors, and then it broadcasts the beam, if you will, to a tower, like, I don't know, 100 feet tall. And in that tower is a secret sauce composed of lithium, sodium hydroxide, whatever the heck. And what it does, it heats that stuff up from 500 to 2,000 degrees. So when the sun don't shine, you have got an ability to go ahead and produce the steam to run turbines to oh, produce electricity. Interesting. Night, overcast, whatever. So I'm just in the initial phases of due diligence in terms of you know cost effectiveness right, and whatever. Right. But to, to me, it's the first viable solution to produce electrons when it's dark and the sun don't shine. Hmm, interesting. And the only pro- the only problem is, as you I think you talked about, uh, when you got these things out in the middle of nowhere, you've got line loss. That's right. In transmitting. <laughs> Yeah, the current anywhere from um, you know forty to sixty percent, depending on the distance. So, I, I don't think a lot of people realize that whatever power grid you're hooked up to, you have those same losses in a line. Right. And uh, until we get superconductor materials for transmission lines, that's not going to change. But this thing looks pretty promising. Hmm. And, uh, look at that! Uh, I didn't. I did. Do you know the name of the project? You know, I do not. But it's. Uh, it's right on the California Nevada border, and uh, if you giggle, uh, solar, shall we say, solar new projects, whatever, California Nevada border, you will find it. But I, okay. I found it really fascinating because it's working. And yeah, right check now, it out. It produces it produce enough gigs for seventy-five thousand homes. Wow! So wow. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll uh, I'll check that's, that out. That, that's that's that interesting. I didn't know that. That's okay. interesting, Steve. I didn't either. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Appreciate it very much, Jeff in Western Montana. Go ahead, sir. Hey, good morning. Good morning, uh, Jeff. I'm looking at the sun, I'm looking at the sun shining for a change. Yeah, we don't have that today. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, that's kind of the difference between 
us and you, I was talking about similarities. But one of the main differences is that you guys get your most precipitation in March and April, and we tend to get ours around uh, May and June. So um, we get it all year. We have about the same amount total, but mm. um, it's you know it's pretty typical right now for you guys to be getting snow. So for all the newbies out there, true, um, don't panic. True. No panic. April is the second snowiest month of the year in Colorado. Very true. So, yeah, you were talking about power transmission earlier, and that kind of tripped uh, a switch in my mind. A lot of folks don't realize that the high tension lines that go across the United States will go across anywhere. Those are DC lines. Those are direct current. Those are not alternating current. If they were alternating current, they would have to cycle that massive amount of electricity back and forth 60 times a second, and that would cause tremendous line losses right. and heating problems and stuff. So they convert all that power coming out of the generating plant, whatever it is, to DC for the transmission purposes. And those line losses are about 7% right now, mm -hmm. as Steve was saying. Right, and the farther they go, the, long, the bigger it gets. Right. They have made some advances, not superconducting advances, but they've made advances with um, things like uh, carbon fiber in the transmission lines. They've huh. been able to eliminate the use of copper. Huh. I didn't know that. In those lines. Huh. Yeah, and it, it, it allows them uh, to be much, much lighter, much, much I imagine, yeah. Have all that metal yeah, I would imagine. Down. Now, now, question and for you. This is something I've been thinking about, you know, just, I don't know, random thoughts here and there. Knowing the age of our distribution across the country, and that includes the lines, the towers themselves, the the transformers, and so on, and the conversion that you know that you're talking about as well, Jeff. Which that's what some of the sub that's what the substations essentially are doing. Which every city will have at least one, if not multiples of those, to do exactly what you're talking about. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, you know, because. You and I both know you rarely see any of those being replaced. You may see some new transmission lines going in in some remote areas, but how, you know, what's the lifespan, in other words, of our current grid system along those lines? Um, I don't have the exact number, but I, I was, my brother is actually uh, the executive director for the Public Service Commission here in Montana. And uh, I've been reading up and talking with him, and something like 80% of the power lines in the United States are reaching their end of life. That's what I thought. Okay. And, and here in and here in Montana, the uh, there are only even with all the new electric uh, windmills and stuff, there's only 120 miles of new line that have been permitted. Mm. So you've got all this all this uh, electricity being generated and. Really, right now, no way to get it out, and it's going to become a, a real issue. For well, I, I think, yeah, and, and you know, side note, I think this is you know, we start talking about things on a federal level, and I'm not saying utilities need to be you know subsidized by the government, but let's face it, we all like the utilities and being able to turn the lights on and off and so on. And my again, my thought process is for the amount of money we spend subsidizing all sorts of other programs, Jeff, and sending you know billions of dollars to Ukraine. <laughs> we have got our own issues here at home that, to me, we just sort of keep kicking that can down the road. And the more we do that, the bigger problems we're going to have down the road, is my thought. No, John, you're wrong. It'll all magically resolve itself. And, uh, <laughs> it, will be, it will be wonderful. Yeah, the I utopia, mean, right? Yeah, one of the things people don't realize 
Um, first of all, if you want to have, pursue this more, uh, there's a guy named Robert Bryce. He's been a guest on the radio here. Um, he does a thing called Power Hungry broad, uh, Podcast. And he's a wealth of information. The people that he brings on there, everywhere from nuclear to oil in Texas to uh, a whole cadre of folks. Uh, Robert Bryce is somebody that to talk to okay. and listen to. Okay. Um, and then also, um, all the all the greenies and all the folks who think that driving electric cars are going to solve pollution problems and things. No. Um, Not going to happen. No, they... Uh, it may very they, well, Jeff, actually one, add to it. It does. No, it not very, may very well. It definitely does. And there are places like the Congo where they're using slave labor and child labor to mine these. these oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, very well known. Yes. And for, yeah. All the, all the greeny tree-loving individuals out there that think they're saving the planet or their world by buying an EV. And, and by the way, I, I'm not opposed to people buying EVs. If you want to buy one, buy one. I'm just one where, you know, buy it for the right reasons. Jeff, not the wrong reasons. If you think you're saving the planet by buying anything that, that is, is using electricity to actually run off of, you're not saving anything by doing so. That includes even, I mean, there's a lot of folks out there, and I'm one of them. I love, you know, handheld power tools that are cordless. Who yeah. doesn't? We all love them. But again, if you think you're saving the planet by using a cordless tool, you're not, Jeff. That's Every one of us using those, every one of those has elements that were mined by childhood. That's right. That is exactly right. And so, so everybody who got their uh, knickers in a twist with the blood diamonds out of South Africa years ago. Uh, yeah, that's um, kind of the least of your worries. You need to take a real close look in the mirror to see what sort of uh, atrocities you're actually inadvertently supporting. I'm not trying to say that we need to stop buying power tools and stuff. I'm just... No, as, like I say, Jeff, just you know, do everything for the right reason and know what's going on behind it. And, and I, I, I saw an interview the other day. It was on Capitol Hill where one of the, I think it was a senator, was actually grilling some of the folks from the Department of Energy talking about this very subject and that, you know, the fact that EVs are not going to be the solution, mainly because of the reasons that you and I are talking and the simple fact that the EPA has not, will not allow any you know, rare earth metals to be mined in the United States of America, which, by the way, we have some here, but it's just never going to happen, Jeff, because our own EPA will not allow it. Instead, they'd rather have us using child slave labor in other countries. In other words, not in my backyard, Jeff. Yeah. NIMBY, yep. Yep, that's a real big problem. And there's actually a high concentration deposit found uh, in the south of the Bitterroot Valley here that's... Uh, is going to become a bone of contention in the years to come. We, and Jeff, as you know, we, and this is something most, more, most people that live in North America, the United States of America especially, something that most people don't understand. It is something that I believe the rest of the world understands, and frankly, I think it's the reason why a lot of the world hates the United States of America the way they do. And instead of running around apologizing for it, we should be celebrating the fact that we are one of the few nations on Earth that would not have to rely on anyone else for our subsistence. We have every single natural resource we need. We are so blessed in that area, Jeff, and I don't think folks understand how well we have it. We literally don't need to import anything in here at all if we didn't have to. That's true. And I'll, I'll end with uh, Thomas Sowell, the famed economist, uh, once said that there are no solutions. There are only trade-offs. Right. So exactly. That's right. Everything comes with a price. That's so right. 
and it's us, and it's the wealthy nations that can afford to be environmentally friendly. Now, most of Africa is not there, and to say that well, we're going to find a, a better way for you to, to burn cow dung in your house so that it doesn't pollute as much, um, that's an insult yes. and a travesty. Yes, yes. Um, there's trade-offs. What, are we going to bring the rest of the world up, or are we going to uh, demand that they live in poverty? You know, I think the other thing, too, Jeff, as we talk through this, I'm going to get into this a little bit this week on The Daily Show, is just how we on our side of the aisle handle these conversations and, you know, not ranting and raving and screaming and yelling, but bringing actual real solid facts to the table as to why these things are not going to work. Those are the things that we have got to start doing a better job of on our side, because the other side is known for their their ranting and raving and their carrying on and, and really spewing out non-factual information. We've got to counter that with just solid facts to say, listen, do you realize wind, solar, uh, EVs, all these things that you're pushing right now are not going to do anything to solve the problem you're trying to solve? In fact, if anything, it may exacerbate it. Yep. Yep. I could say a bunch more on this, but I know you have a good call. No, you know, you're, you know this, this, is a good, this is a good topic because, again, as everybody around the house is looking at all of these different ways to, quote, unquote, save money, which, by the way, Jeff, I'm not against saving money. And I'm one of those where if you can save money on something, save I will. And, and, you know, but again, what's going on behind the scenes and, and what's making that savings possible? And is it, is it at the demise of another individual on the planet? Yeah. Yep, there's, there's no solutions, there's only trade-offs. That's right, that's right. Jeff, thanks. Good call, by the way. All of you that, that have been talking about that subject, that was not my intention today, but it just kind of morphed into that, and it's been a great topic, so thank you for that. Fix-It Radio, guys, if you have anything else along these lines or any other questions, 303-477-5600 is our number. The text line, 307-200-8222. Myself, Jeff Kitty, we'll be right back. Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. Winter is nearing its end, but the threats to your roof's integrity are not. Warmer temperatures mean melting snow and spring rains. Don't wait until there's water inside your home to act. Be proactive today by calling Roof Savers Colorado. Here at Roof Savers, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement without compromising the performance of your roof. This 100% plant-based product gives you the new roof performance without new roof costs. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. Call today to schedule your free roof inspection. Call us at 303-710-6916. 
That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com today to ensure your roof can keep unwanted leaks away. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3-2-1 buy-down or refinance and pay less interest on your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And the MLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. All right, we are back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. As a follow-up, too, to what Jeff was saying a moment ago, Joe uh, texted or emailed me something to him to make sure that we're clear on this. And I, I think that Jeff was stating this correctly. The long transmission lines some of those not all some of those are dc driven the vast majority though that you see transmission lines around town and you're stretching across the city things along those lines those are all going to be ac so by and large most of the lines that you see are ac uh, driven lines there will be some dc lines but it's not the norm for them to be dc unless it's a long distance that it's running because there's less drop on a DC line than there would be an AC line is why they do that. But really, DC lines are going to be the exception, not the rule when it comes to our power grid itself. Now, again, my, still, my concern on the grid itself, uh, Jeff, is just, you know, as you look at how old some of these the infrastructure, I mean, we talk about the bridge end of things, which that, that tends to get a lot of notoriety because you can physically see the bridges and the deterioration and so on. But you start looking at what we've got as far as the electrical grid itself is concerned and everything from substations to the lines themselves to the towers and so on. I mean, are you know, are there lifespans to every one of those items? Well, of course there is. There's, yes. It can only last so long. Exactly. I and mean, you got the wind tugging on it, the snow, and everything else that goes on with it. it 
and I asked the question, how often do you see you know, transmission lines really of any, any kind other than new being put in? How often do you see old lines being removed and new being put back up? You rarely you don't. see that. And I, and I would like, and I'll do my best to see if I can't find an expert that can, that can come on either uh, this program or the daily program and just talk about some of that infrastructure, the needs of, and where are we at as a country when it comes to some of that? Because I think, I think in our case, we've got some really big uh, bills coming in the not-too-distant future that I don't think too many people, there are people thinking about it, don't get me wrong, there's people even inside of the utilities that are probably screaming about these things. Unfortunately, the bureaucrats continue to push these things, you know, they keep kicking the can down the road, and at the end of the day, that, that Jeff's not going to help us get to where we need to go when it comes to getting some of these things replaced and handled. And if it gets to a point where it becomes a huge emergency, it will be just that. A crisis and an emergency. Are you are you saying that we're not paying attention to what we need? No, we're never paying attention populace? to what we need. No, we we typically we're trying to don't fix everybody that. else's problem. Typically, we are. So you you were saying something too during the break that I think is worth noting as well. We were talking to, you know, really a lot of you today about just where are we at when it comes to just the whole power grid side of the fence, EVs. When you buy a cell phone, a cordless power tool, anything that's yep. got a rechargeable battery in it. What's what's happening inside of that particular product? In other words, how did it get to market? And Jeff, you brought up a great point to where we're really, in, in a way, we've created, uh, we've shifted slavery, if you would, yes. from here in America and other parts of the of the first world countries to second and third world countries. Because really, what's happening in a lot of those mines, as Jeff mentioned a moment ago, uh, a lot of those the, a lot of those lines, you know, or a lot of those uh, those countries, those those. Uh, the ability to, to, to feed those products, if you would, is just shifting that slavery from one one part to another. Yeah, and that's it. You know, it's just a sad state in this day and age that that's happening. Uh, I mean, even here, um, I, all the immigrants that are coming across the border, uh, who are they paying? To get here, to get here, cartels, and they're usually. paying they're paying a lot of money back to them to be here. So in a way, that's kind of a slavery issue. Yeah, no, no, that's exactly right. We and, are, uh, and Jeff's correct. What we're really doing in a lot of cases is shifting the the slavery, if you would, from one part of the world to another. So I think we have to be very yep. careful when we, you know, w- the way we talk, what we do, and how we handle things. I think we need to be very very careful. Uh, Ava, how are you today? Hi, pretty good. Uh, a little colder than I would like. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, you and everyone else. Yes. Hey, um, could you explain the Zip-It to me? I'm not familiar the with zip it. The it, Zip-It, great question, by the way. We should have explained it. It's a, it's a tool that's about, I don't know, 12 to 18 inches long. They're plastic. They've got little tangs at the end. It's like a, a mini snake. Think of it as a mini snake that you would go to clean your drains with, other than it's just long plastic that enables you to put it down a sink drain, something that's that you know, you know that the stoppage is not all the way down the line. It's just going to be right there oh. at that sink level if you would it gives you the ability to remove whatever kind of hair and debris and grease and junk that may down maybe down there just with that little piece it's essentially just a long 
I don't know. It's a long piece of white plastic that's flexible. All colors, by the way. They come in all sorts of different colors now. They've gotten all sorts of fancy, if you would. They've got barbs on the side of it. So what happens when you push it down and pull back, it grabs the stuff that's clogging the drain, like if it's hair. If it's not hair, if it's grease, it's basically making a hole so the the water It just gets just removing the clog, Ava, is what it's doing. Yep. Okay, now, uh, do I have to take out the, um, what no. do you call no. it? No, no, it'll work oh, around, no. in most cases it'll work around the stopper as long as you can get the stopper up anywhere. Walmart, you, you name walk it. You walk Home Depot, they're everywhere. hanging off the side of That's the- right, they're everywhere, Ava. Cool, thank you so much. You're very welcome, Ava, thank okay. you very much, I appreciate it. Black, uh, Mark, Black Forest, you're next, go ahead. Hey, John, um, I've been thinking about solar quite a bit lately, and, um, um, I found that there's more things to think about than just return on investment. Um, you know, like the payback uh, amount of time. Correct. Uh, for payback. Um, like you said, you know, they're shrinking the supply of electricity and they're increasing the demand of electricity. With these electric and that's only going to get worse, as you know, Mark. Yeah, it stands to reason, um, just kind of um, for, for your own protection, um, you know, we've got these brownouts and blackouts going on around the country. That's a factor. Yes. Uh, and another, another factor is, um, you know, just being independent, not getting cut off or not getting what you need. Um, but, you know, let's say it costs 30 grand for a solar setup. You know, another thing to think about is, um, you know, just uh, takes money to save money. And, it does. You know, what well, is, what is that thirty? What is that thirty grand going to do uh, for you? Um, How is it going to work for you sitting in a you know certificate, a deposit, or what have you? So it's just some other things to think about. Well, and really quick, Mark, I want to make sure everybody understands too. Everything you said, spot on. I want to make sure we're clear though. The only way you can use your solar during a blackout, brownout, or if things you know grid goes down, is you've got to have a either a generator or a power wall installed, which adds to the thirty grand cost. Not and again, it depends and, on the size you need and so on. But I want to make sure everybody's clear on that because just because you've got solar and you're generating electricity on a sunny day, if the grid's down, so is that system. Yeah, unless you've got batteries you've got or a battery, whatever, a power wall, uh, and that's that's something that. The solar company doesn't really. They don't tell you that. Explain no. to you in detail. They will tell you that if there's a brownout or whatever, you're still not going to have power. That's right. They don't say they're you're, not great at explaining that. Mark, you're still putting power into the grid. Well, not necessarily. No, you're not. If there's a brownout, you're not even putting well, power in the grid at that point. It shuts it off. And I don't know that. Because the way those work, if there's no power to the unit, you're not putting any power back into the grid. Yeah. Is how that works. So it's wasted. That's right. So Good point. Yep, you're absolutely right. But but to Uh, your point, Mark, factoring all of that in on the the decision whether you want to do it or not and being self-sufficient, just remember you're going to have a higher cost – to do that, and you've got to weigh that out in regards to Mark. Do you want that, or do you just want to put a standalone generator in? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm leaning towards standalone generator. You're cheaper to do a. I, I've done the math. Sorry, yeah. it's cheaper to do a standalone generator at this point. Yep. So side very note. Good. That was my. No, oh, perfect, Mark. Thanks. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for the call and, and great, great point by the way, Kyle in yep. Dallas. You'll be our last call. We got about a minute. Go ahead, sir. 
Hey, I just uh, wanted to pipe up uh, up on these uh, on the uh, grid and the transmission yes, lines. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I, I yeah, I work uh, I work in that industry. I'm a I'm a right away agent. I uh, work for a company that we do uh, we do right away for some of the utility companies down nice. here. And the problem that you're going to have with the transmission lines is uh, you can go in and rebuild and reconductor them, which is what they're doing. That takes about a year to do that. But the big problem is is when you have to. Uh, Build new transmission lines. Mm. Uh, that yep. is a uh, that's yep. a that's a huge undertaking. You have to buy easements. Yep. Legal. That uh, that takes years. You're correct. And years to do that. You are correct, Kyle. Great point, by the way. Great point. We should actually, Kyle. Let's talk a little bit more about that next week as well. So I'll drop you. We're going to do drive radio next, which I know you're going to keep listening to, which I appreciate very much. And uh, thank you, by the way, Kyle, for all of that. And all of you, by the way, calling in on that particular topic. Great topic today. Yep. Uh, I will do my best even to get a hold of the individual that's got a, uh, I think it's Robert Bryce, I make sure I'm saying that correctly, uh, power expert. And, and again, thank you guys, Kyle, especially for that. And, and you are correct. Putting in new lines gets extremely expensive and time-consuming because the amount of time, Jeff, that it takes to actually go in and do all of the negotiations around the easements and things surrounding all of that it gets really dicey and kyle you would know exactly what i'm talking about there so thank you guys all right drive radio coming up next again myself jeff kitty larry unger and charlie grimes we'll be right back this is klz 560 Opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.